Welcome to SCGA, Off the Huzzle, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. The Palmetto Shop is your one-stop shop for all of your logoed apparel, promotional, and marketing needs. Offering full-service embroidery and screen printing for business, athletic teams, and personal needs, along with a variety of gift options with our trademarked Palmetto Tree and Moon. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop, the web at thepalmettoshop.com, or call us at 803-252-5058. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by the executive director, my main man, Biff Lather. Biff, what's going on? Not much, AK. Hope everybody's doing well out there. It's kind of kind of nice to get August past us a little bit here. And yeah. Get going right into September. What's happened since so, we last talked? What's happened? I mean, everybody thinks everything slows down around here, but we just keep on rolling, baby. We uh, That first weekend of uh, September, we were at Santee Cooper with, with 50 senior teams uh, at the Senior Better Ball. Um. Always a good couple of days there. You know, Santee is so good to us that they, they give us a weekend. I mean, we do a we do a ten o'clock shotgun on Saturday and Sunday, and, yep. and that's hard. That's hard for a club to do. Uh, Labor Day weekend, and yeah. they, they do it for us, and they do a great you know pig picking for us for lunch. So it's good. It's a fun time. It's a fun golf tournament, and uh, we we had a repeat champion. Yep, yep. Uh, Rick Kraut and Steve Lieber shot sixty eight seventy for a three shot victory over Tim Ike and David Collins. Um, that's a good team. You know. You know the story about Rick Kraut, right? Well, I've seen the picture. That's all the, I know. Well, he, he's for for those of you who don't know Rick Kraut, he and Steve both play out of Mid Carolina, and, and obviously they're 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 pretty good sticks. Having won this thing twice now, the last time in 2018, but Rick Kraut has no left arm uh, yeah. or down to his elbow. Correct. Um, and he was born like that. Oh, yeah. All so right. he doesn't know any different. Wow. He, he doesn't know what it is to have two hands. So I mean, if he, so he gets out there and he's got this apparatus that he hooks to. Which the, is legal. Which is legal. Yeah. Looks to his, to his nub at the end of his arm and and uh, obviously makes it work. Yeah. So it, I have a hard enough time with two two arms. I can't imagine doing it with one. I heard Lieber wanted to put his arm in the trophy during the picture, and Kirk said no. Yeah, Rook put an end to that. But it was, uh, you know, they, they have a good time. And, again, they have fun. And Rick's a great guy. And, and, and Steve, obviously, and, and is a good player himself. And uh, So, yeah, we were proud of him two, two times. Two-time champions. That's awesome. I had the pleasure of playing with Rich Houghton yesterday. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, Wildwood and the Little Caps Choice thing. He was wearing a Lake Marion bucket hat. Oh. I said, let me guess. You just played in the Santee. You won a gift certificate down yeah, the Santee, yeah. and he did. He talked. Well, it's good. You know, it's another one of those events. We fly out, so uh, everybody's yeah. got a little chance. You're not just sitting there playing for nothing the second day. Everybody's right. usually pretty close to there. And, uh, again, they do a good job for us. So, yeah. Um, we rolled right on from there. The next weekend, we had both organizations, the Junior Golf and the Golf Association. JGA was up at uh, Boscobel Golf Club uh, playing the Harvey Brock Orange Jacket Classic. Yeah, uh, We we kind of took on with them last year for that event, so this is the second year we've been a part of it. Um, That's a long-standing event. Yeah, yeah. It's been going on for years, and, and you know they had 144, I think, registered. I think they ended up playing about 140 when it was all wow. said and done. Um, Good for them. You know, twelve and under for the for the for the kids, boys and girls age groups, and then the boys thirteen and eighteen, and the girls thirteen and eighteen. And I got to brag on one of the kids, man. Which got the twelve year old champion. Yeah, was that not Hunter? Yes. Yeah. Good, Hun- good stick, Hunter Hilton. No, it hadn't been a great stick, but I've watched him develop. Well, he's only twelve. I know, I know, but his <laughs> he had uh, his sister Savannah plays at Furman now, and so he's had a big shadow to well, good. be under and good family that's good we like to see those younger age groups coming through and uh you know it's, it's a good crowd up there they, the 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 club itself takes very good care of us um they do a good job making sure we've got everything we need and and uh and you know the golf course has, has always got a little history to it so it's a good good golf course and and we we enjoy being up there so um the boys 13 to 18 we had a champion his name was dallas johnson which i think is just a cool name I'm a. That's another. I'm a big fan of Dallas, man. Yeah, he's, he's a good kid. Uh, good family. His dad, Bill, was always one of the dads you like talking to, and his other his brothers in the motorcycle race, and not some Miller would get along with. Oh them, yeah, uh, they've been getting along well. With Dallas, shot him a little seventy one sixty eight for a two shot victory over uh, Aiken Golightly from yep. up in Rock Hill area. Yeah. Um, and then the girls. This is this is impressive. The girls. Caroline Hawkins won the won the her division with a score sixty nine sixty nine one thirty eight. 
Great plan. Yeah, you know? good girl, CCC member. Yep, uh, but I, I got you. Don't really talk about the runner-up being the story, but a little bit of, that's the case here. Okay. Emily, Emily Baker from Chapin. Yeah, shot a seventy-five the first day. Okay, came back the second day, shot a sixty-four. That's playing with two bogeys. Wow, and good. lost by one. Good for her, man. I mean, yep. I know it's not good losing, but that that round of golf has to make her happy. Yeah, I mean, you know, she shoot 64, and, and she came in, Alan. She, she birdied 15, 16, 17, and 18 coming wow. in. Pretty strong, huh? That's very strong. <laughs> man. I, I haven't had four birdies in four years, much less than the last four holes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was good. We had that, that going on. They had a great event up there. The weather was perfect. And then uh, while that was happening, the SCGA was at Columbia Country Club for the 37th Players 4-Ball. Um, again, a fun event. Yeah. A partners event. Um, we we do flight it uh, after the first round, and man, th- those guys those guys can play. That, that Zachary Harold and Sam Jackson out of the Country Club of Lexington, where you yeah. champions, they they fired a little easy, little sixty four, sixty two, yeah, um, for for three shot victory over another Country Club of Lexington team, Jordan Cease and Dixon Walker, who shot sixty two, sixty seven. So I bet you they have some grudge, grudge matches out there. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the I think the club championship is pretty pretty intense over there with all the guys they got no um, doubt you know like i said we fight that thing so everybody's got a little something to play for the third thir- the second day and i do have to mention uh our we had a team tie for first in the third flight right. it was the team of uh, <laughs> mr barry reynolds and our very own alan knight he shot a little 74 72 yeah uh you only got cut 20 shots by the champions that's not too bad but you know barry invited me and i said sure i knew it'd be fun and i couldn't get out of church my church obligation on Sunday, so he had to play four holes by himself. Oh, really? Yes. We well, all did good then. We were well, not going to go long into it, but we bogeyed our first three holes starting out. Got paired with Dan and Will Sullivan, great people, and I was like, oh boy, we're on the bogey train. This is going to be nasty. But uh, we did tie with Mike Burson and his partner, <laughs> and I challenged Mike. I said, let's go. On. I looked at Kyle. I said, do we need to get our clubs to go play this off? And Kyle said, no. <laughs> you know, just tie for first. And then I looked at Burson. I said, all right, double or nothing. Let's go. All or nothing. You know. Did he take it? No, no. They wanted to actually wanted the cart, my golf cart. Oh, really? The one my my son's golf cart. Oh, I got, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Well, that was good. Well, I'm, I'm glad you played with us. It was, it good, was good having you out there. Uh, again, Columbia Country Club is always good to us. Golf course is in great condition. I understand the rough was a little thick, not not long, but it would grab your ball and hold on to it. I'm telling you, you got to me personally. Now, Sam Jackson and Zach Harold may be different, right? But for me, if I got in the rough, you just had to chase it up. Yeah. You couldn't fly yeah. it and stop it. That's what I heard. I yeah. heard it was it was thick. Yeah. Not, not too much long, but just thick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good, good for us. Good for them having us out there again. And, and my wife always doing a great job. She We do a little tailgate uh, lunch for everybody to yes. kind of tie in with the, with the football. So. I want to give you kudos. It's no public. I mean, it's not – it's well known I don't like deli buffets. <laughs> I've made that known. Right. And when I walked in, I was like, I'm not not knocking y'all or anything. I was like, I'm sure it's a deli buffet because that's the easiest thing to do. And I was surprised. Like a Sunday dinner, baby. It was. Yep. It was fried chicken, potatoes, fried okra, well, for, for and those, other stuff. For those of y'all who don't know, my wife, Heather, Heather Lathrop, is the uh, clubhouse manager there at Columbia Country Club, and, and she takes care of us when we come out there. So yes. thank you to her and her staff. They do a wonderful job for us. Yes, they do. Um, so, yeah, that's what's happened since last time we got together, and we've got more action down the line here. We uh, The day this comes out, we're going to be – uh, at Watch Us All Plantation for the 40-plus series event we have. Nice. Um, you know, that, that's a great a series we do. It's it's it, you got to be over 40. Um, we do flight it into seniors and super seniors, and then we have gross and net, and, you know, it's $90. You get to go play Watch Us All, and it includes you carts, and uh, we feed you lunch, and we do a little 10 o'clock shotgun to get everybody out there and gift certificates. It's just a good day, and we play some pretty good golf courses throughout the year. Yep, I'm trying to grow – my gang to go play in some of those yeah my friends now that we're 40-ish well we're gonna start doing some more partner events in those that series too everybody right. loves a partner yeah um, <laughs> no yeah. doubt so and we can take that we can take those kind of events maybe do a musk grove or somewhere it's a little bit more difficult that, that yeah. you need a partner with um it's amazing to me when we started these things i was 27 28 years old i never you know who, who's 40 years old playing these things here i am <laughs> i could have played for them the last seven years now and i, I haven't haven't had a nerve yet but yeah. um so, yeah, we're excited about that. The same day we're going to be the foundation. Joe Quick's going to be at the Country Club of Lexington for the Jonathan Langford Invitational. Okay. Um, for those of you all aware, Jonathan was a product of the JGA and, and worked over at the Country Club of Lexington for a little bit and worked for Steve Barrett Florence and uh, had an untimely passing. And, and they do this event to raise money for 
for the Junior Golf Foundation. It's, it's strictly for, for the Junior Golf Foundation. and, and well, He had a passion for it, no doubt. He did have a passion for it. Um, thanks to Sonic, for they, they handle a lot of the food for us out there. We do yeah. a Captain's Choice, a silent auction. It's just a good day to, to, to celebrate a, a great person with Jonathan Langford. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the, the next Monday we come back, we've got the Possum, which is our pro official superintendent manager event over at Wood Creek. Clem okay. King will be doing that with us. We do a shotgun. It is a great day for a country club to come in and bring those four individuals, spend some time together, yeah. uh, you know, get together and, and, and talk with other individuals who from doing the same thing, same position at other clubs, and they can compare notes and right. uh, network. You know, it's all about networking. It and, is, and, man. So that's a, that's a good opportunity. We do a lunch. We do the golf. We do a little, little social afterwards. So it's a, it's a fun day. A very fun day. Um. Then we come back the very next day, and we are in Florence for the U.S. Four Ball Qualifier, which at. where the four ball qual- the four ball qualifier is at Florence Country Club. Okay. Um, the championships next May. I right. don't know where it is yet, um, but oh, I do know it's, it's listed. I just don't know where it is. Yeah. But but it's we we do the early qualifier for the for the May championship, which is a little bit different for USGA events. Yeah. Um, and then we get into our last major of the year is our, that weekend, the, the October the 1st through the 3rd. We're going to be at Green Valley for the Mid-Am Championship this year. Nice. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, Do you remember the last time we were there for Mid-Am? For the Mid-Am at Green Valley? I got a bunch of stories from that one. Was Steve Lieber the one that won that one? In a playoff versus With, Walter Todd. Yep. And that, that was also the same year that we had a rugby team won a tournament. You might not have been there for some reason. Hap was there. I had to borrow a jacket from Hap. Yeah, I, I think that was when I had I left early. That's the first championship I ever left early, and kind of Rook was in charge on that one. And there was a rugby team. Yeah. And they they celebrated at like 3 a.m. I got woken up, and I said, hey, I think you got a fight going on upstairs. Oh, this is at the hotel? Yeah, and it was them <laughs> celebrating. And so when I got – Hap said, yeah, they comped your room because you called. And uh-huh. anybody who did call. It was. I just. I vividly remember that. Well, I'm sure Hap made Hap really happy. He didn't have to pay for the hotel room. And actually, you might have been there because the playoff. I was there for that playoff of Walter because, Todd and yeah, Steve Lieber because he wanted a second opinion on the yeah, drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said, that's the first time he ever second opinion me. Yeah. Um. I but yeah, I do. I was there for that one. Uh. So yeah, it, we're we're excited. We we got a big field. We are going to have to have a qualifier the day before the practice round day. We do a little qualifier where we hold six or seven spots okay. for anybody who wants to try. Yeah. Instead of just flat out saying you're out. Right. Um. But. We don't have enough people apply to have an actual qualifier like we do for the state am or the mid am four balls. So gotcha. that's how we kind of handle that one. Okay, um, it'll be a good one. Yeah, we're and and you know another good piece of news that came out. We we are now officially in for the youth on course hundred hole hike. Okay, um, we're going to do that October the thirteenth. Plantation course at Edisto. Uh, we're walking or riding? It's all walking. Okay, uh, good. We split them up, and it'll probably be Kyle and Kirk will start off on one side, and Joe Quick and Justin Fleming will go off the other side. And nice. This year, Michaela will go with them in a cart, kind of their caddy. I'll go with the boys. Okay. And uh, you know, it, it's it's a long day. They they are walking it. Um, yeah. It's you know we, we go to plantation course at Edisto because it's a little bit shorter, and we even get on the shorter tee, so they're well, just hitting irons off the tee. There's one I've seen one where they ride, and nothing against them. But it just to me, you got to make it a hike if you're gonna call it a hike. Well, if you're gonna, it'd just be a hundred holes if you're gonna call it right. hundred holes right. if you're gonna so, ride. Kudos. But, but they they do the boys do a good job. They work hard at it. Um, it's a long day. We're raising money. We're trying to raise ten thousand um, dollars for youth on course. And you can go to our social media channels and, and find the proper links to, to, to donate if you'd like. Yep. Uh, it's it's for a good good cause, and we're we're looking forward to it. Last time we did it, we did it in September. We thought it'd be kind of a little bit cooler and. Dude, it's like a hundred degrees. It yeah. was so daggum hot. So hopefully, it won't be quite as hot this year. How long do you think it take you start early? Yeah, I think I, I think it took us just under just under twelve hours last time. We oh, did. really? Yeah. I mean, they change they bring change of clothes yep. and um and when you don't stop I and mean, we you, right. th- you take a little bit of a, a break real quick. I think I think somebody took a shower in the middle of it last I would, time. Yeah. Um. Again, it was hot, hot last right. time, so it, it was tough. But uh, yeah, it, it get back home that night. You go. Doesn't take you long to go to sleep. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so yeah, we're, that, that's kind of what we got coming up now, and and, and what's that, what's ahead of us? We're, yeah. we're excited. That's cool. And today on the show we have Miss Beth Daniel. Yeah, man, what a great lady she is. It's unbelievable. She's yeah. She comes down each year. We're, obviously, we we do with Beth Daniel Junior Azalea with her at the Country Club of Charleston, our junior program, and yeah. Um, she comes in and she's just a she's just a, a, a real soul. I mean, she she's just like one of us, you know. She and yeah, you you could not tell she's a World Golf Hall of Famer, LPGA Hall of Famer. 
you know yeah it was uh i thoroughly enjoyed this this podcast with her and and, and learning more about her and yeah. uh some of the things that that she's been through and some of the stories she tells it's a, it's a, it was a great it opportunity. is it is a, it's a very good listen I, hopefully everybody will enjoy it and uh just lucky to call her a south carolina yep. well native I, you can't call her a resident no she's michigan or florida i never yeah. know she's coming from the north or the south but uh <laughs> she's a native and, and she's she's on she's a a great representative for us in our hall of fame also and uh, yep. we're, look look forward to hear all she has to say today all right well here she is beth daniel we are lucky to be joined today biff by miss beth daniel we are at her tournament as we speak I mean, when you when you sit at the table with the lady who the term is named after of, you know, it's pretty special. <laughs> right. Miss Daniel, how are you? I am great. And let I'm me great. say this. Don't call her, don't put the S on it. It's not Beth Daniels. Right. It's Beth, Beth Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. yeah, Rich Lerner just did that at the Olympics. Did you tell him? <laughs> no, I haven't told you him will. yet, but he did it at, um, talking about Nellie Corda, and he said, Nellie Corda's lanky build reminds me of beth daniels oh wow and like someone said how many times do people do that i said probably eight times out of ten yeah, yeah. but you work with rich. my name you work with rich learner i did work with rich yeah. learner he should know better still i think it just flows out naturally i get the name thing i mean biff i, I get called bill about 10 times a day oh, at yeah. least well, yeah <laughs> i just roll with it though he does he gets called bill and he'll just answer to it but <laughs> what else you gonna do so the kids are out there on the golf course right now yeah. tearing it up Kinda. Yeah, scores are low. They've yeah. had a lot of rain. Uh, the course is pretty receptive, but still, yeah. it's. I, I was just out there sitting on number nine, watching the the female players come in, and they're just blowing it over that bunker on the left. Yeah, every one of them. They they hit it so far now. All of them do. We just did our amateur up at Devadu uh, this past weekend, and I'm, these kids that are in there playing, especially the college kids. I mean, and they're, they're the boys there, but I mean, they, they just hit it so far. Distance doesn't even phase them anymore, hardly. Yeah, it's they'll learn when they get to be my age. That <laughs> they don't quite get that club head speed anymore. <laughs> so, sorry. No, I just, then you rely on that experience is where that comes from. So right, something right. I learned speaking with Mr. Frank Ford a few minutes ago is Al Esposito was the pro here. Yes, he was. Did you know him as well? Was he I knew in, Al Esposito very well. Because this is technically the Al Esposito Junior, and we took it over. Or you? It is. Yeah. I played in the Al Esposito Junior. Did then you? It, then it became the Junior Azalea, okay. which was just run by the club. I also played in the Junior Azalea, and then, and then, fourteen years ago, I guess, Hap made the phone call yeah. to Hart and said. Hart, I, I want to have a women's event down in Charleston. What do you, you have any ideas? And Hart's like, yeah, I have an excellent idea. Because Hart's just like, you know, it was hard for the club to keep the tournament going right. at the level they wanted it to be at. And by bringing in South Carolina Golf Association, it, you know, it also brought in their whole crew of kids Mechanism, that play. Yeah, and, yeah. and it really, the tournament has, has raised a level. Well, I, I can tell you, you know, I, I, from my position now for the last three years doing this and having to get around the juniors a lot more than I ever did before with my previous position, but this is one they talk about. I mean, everybody talks about coming to this one. I mean, it's it's a kind of limited field. It's, you know, national. I mean, it's it's this is what people want to do. They want to come to Charleston and, and play in the Beth Daniel Jr. I mean, that's what it's about. Well, that's what we want. Right. We want everyone to want to play in it. And, yeah, uh, honestly, the majority of that has to do with the golf course. And the Country Club of Charleston is a course that everybody wants to play. They want to be able to compete on. And, um, you know, so that has a lot to do with it. Also, every once in a while we get somebody from way out of town, like, what are you doing here? Well, my parents wanted to come to Charleston. Yep. Yeah. And um, so here I am playing in your tournament. Like, <laughs> good for you. That's it's, great. It's a good one. It's a beautiful course. Y'all do it right. The giveaway table. Uh the kids filled their arms up basically head yeah. cover bag it was like christmas it was, it was i never impressive. got anything like that in a junior tournament when i was playing nor nor did i right? i was talking to my brother tony this morning and i said man this parking lot is just jammed people are parked up in the grass and everything he said do you remember when we played junior golf tournaments and i said yeah our parents didn't follow us. Oh, wow. You got dropped they off, and you were lucky to get picked up. Dropped off, and yeah, we'll pick you up later. Call me when you want to. And it, and if we had to call them, we had to go to a landline. Right, right. <laughs> we didn't have right. cell phones or anything. So, yeah, I mean, I I used to get dropped off at at 
Country Club of Charleston, like after school, and and be like, all right, we'll pick you up before dinner. Wow, is Tony your only brother? Tony's my only brother, and okay. then I have uh, Trisha as my sister. Does she golf? Does she play? Yes, she does. Okay. And her two sons play. Nice. And so every Sunday, they play at the Charleston Municipal. Which is looking good these days. I haven't been there myself, but it's I've heard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I've been there, too. I, I went, I, in fact, it was a year ago today that I got a tour of that place, and I'm riding around thinking, this looks hard. For a municipal golf right. course, the greens, it's my understanding. I mean, I have seen it from a distance, but I haven't played it. But according to Tricia and then uh, Dan and John, her sons, um, they're like, the greens are just wild. <laughs> Well, I think hopefully with another year or so of growing in and, and getting softened up a little bit, I hopefully that'll help them. But I mean, it's it's still the mini. Uh, I think I think uh, Hart Brown told me that it's July and they've already done thirty six thousand rounds of golf out there this year, which is incredible. It's fantastic for the city that yeah. owns the course, and you know, I mean, that's what you want in a municipal golf course is you want people out there playing it. And I, you know, I've had a couple people ask me you know we're going to be in town we have a foursome or whatever we'd like to play the country club of charleston which is impossible to get on right. these days um <laughs> even if you have a member sponsor you and i said i can't get you on the country club of charleston because something's going on or whatever go play the municipal yep. and everybody that's done it has not regretted it yeah you talk talk about rounds of golf i can't remember we, we're fortunate to be able to play about anywhere in south carolina we want to go being in the business and I and I don't certainly don't take advantage of that. But there was one time something I called Hart and I said, "Hey, do you think we can get out on a Wednesday about three? He goes, "Can't do Wednesdays." I said, "Okay." Maybe <laughs> they were that busy. He wasn't being mean. He would have helped me if he could have, but he couldn't. So yeah. Well, since the women's open, I get. You can only I'm imagine sure. how many phone calls I get. Or like you know, we're going to be in town. We want to play. And every time I call Hart, he's like, "We're full." But the membership has grown so yeah. much here at the Country Club of Charleston that, I mean, you have to go on a website to get a tea time. That's incredible. Well, and the city has grown so much. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just busting at the seams. Really. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the infrastructure can't handle yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. The, this course is improving. Obviously, they're doing improvements on the course right now, but the clubhouse is a tremendous clubhouse. Mm -hmm. The pool facility, every the new workout facility is just state of the art yeah i worked out this morning every time i'm here i'm like i'm gonna go work out there <laughs> it's spot. awesome yeah. workout yeah. facility did you grow up i mean did you did, were you born and raised charleston i was wow so you, yeah this is and where my you... parents were members here and and um you know so all three of us tony trisha and myself all had access to the club and i played tennis as a kid um i can remember like meeting my dad after he played golf at the pool as a kid, diving off his shoulders in the pool. <laughs> what was Bob's best handicap ever? What was what did he get it down I to? I think Dad probably got to a ten at one point. Okay. But you're not going to find anyone that loves the game more than him. Right. I mean, even to this day. You yeah. were just telling me about him. I mean, he's 95, and and he's out here in this heat and, and wants to be out there as much as he can. But you you literally have to pull him in and say, Dad, we need you to. Yeah, like for a, a he came out yesterday for the the sponsor am and i'm like okay you need to go inside it's too hot yeah I, he used to do rules officials out there on yeah. the hottest on five and six and yeah he loved being a rules official he yep. did the azalea the junior azalea okay. and senior azalea that's awesome i always appreciate his demeanor it's always seemed happy mm -hmm. with a good joke fire mm -hmm. ready to go you know so. yeah he's a good guy let's talk about the women's open here real quick you hit on it people hitting you up trying to play how was that week for you? I think it was great for the state. Oh, it was it was fantastic for the state, the city, and for golf in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, and this golf course films beautifully. Oh, like yes. the drone shots and stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's just gorgeous. Yeah. And you know, I had a lot of people call me and say, "Wow, the design!" Like they did a drone shot of the 16th green which is a cool green anyway that's the lion's mouth and yeah. and all of that and it just looked so awesome from the air yeah. i'm like how many times have i played that green and i've <laughs> never seen that perspective right of it. right um i actually played a golf course up in michigan that is a it's a young architect but it's a take on a rainer 
and they had a par three that had the lion's mouth green. And I stood up on that part three, and I'm like, I know this. Yeah. Ah, that's great. <laughs> it is amazing. When we first started, it's been a few years ago, Alan was our, our, our pilot. We started doing some drone work, and just the difference of what 40, 50 feet up in the air makes to what we see at six feet. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's incredible. I think that's what the golf ball sees. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk real quick about the lightning, because we told a story oh, yeah. on the Frank Ford. Yeah. Didn't, was it Julie Inkster who asked you about it? And you're like, don't worry, if it's coming from that way, you're good. Well, Julie was doing Fox in the booth that week, and and I had actually gone back to my hotel because I had a reception at 5 o'clock. And so I had to go back to change and everything for that reception. So I left the course early, and I'm looking out the window of my hotel room, and I'm like, wow, there's a storm over there. but it seems to me the storm was east or something and so inkster texts me at the time and she goes should i should we be worried about the storm and i said usually when it's over there there's no concern at all it's going to pass by and then within like five minutes boom lightning hits that tree and inkster texts me back and goes shows how much you know (laughs) but i mean honestly that's so rare for a storm that was on that side to to come in and yeah. and it, and it we only caught the edge of it so people i've heard people say lightning doesn't happen on the edge of storms that's ridiculous because <laughs> it did there right well and, and you know that's a classic example from our side of tournament administration i was telling frank you know that the terrible thing of a weather delay when there's no rain is people just they, they go walking everywhere but yeah you never know with that lightning it comes out of it comes out of nowhere and this did there were people in the merchandise tent which was very close to that tree and then if you look closely at that picture there's a there's they took it from the the camera but they took a picture of the lightning actually hitting the tree still from a video correct yeah Yeah. still from a video but there was someone standing in front of this hospitality on 18 they they were what 70 feet from it yeah wow and i i'd love to know who that person is because it had to have scared them <laughs> right. so badly right i had a, a really good friend that um worked for fox that week and was in the clubhouse downstairs and said that it scared them so badly and they were inside that's what mr ford said he was yeah. doing an interview with uh Brad Faxon and somebody else in the they jumped. Well, he was in the booth getting he was right. getting ready to get interviewed by Fox. Yeah. When it happened and it I mean it scared all of them. And that was two fairways. Well, no, actually it's yeah. only one fairway away. Yeah. So they were pretty close. I was digging through my phone. I I keep a picture of that that tree when people start yeah. giving me grief. I said, "Listen, just Charleston 2019 right. is right. all you yeah. got to worry and about." And it wasn't rain, never rained. Right. That never that rained. that's the hard, It right. was just lightning. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, you tell people, clear these, the, the bleachers, clear the hospitality tents, and everyone's like, no, the weather's fine. Yeah. And then kaboom. Boom. Yeah. yeah. I have, um, Frank gave me, uh, Ar- an arborist came in to cut the tree out, and he made some pens out of the wood from that oh, cool. tree. That's me. And I have one of those pens Very that's good. cool yeah he it's, didn't tell us that it's amazing what they did how that's another thing we talk about how quick they turned that tree around as far as once it got struck and then we decided to need to get down because things don't happen real fast around trees in charleston so no <laughs> they, they had to actually have someone from the city or county approve yep. the removal of that tree and to do that they had to have an arborist come out evidently and say that the tree could fall at any point in time because it it split it yeah. yeah it split the tree but yeah the next morning i got out here and the first thing i it's did gone. was look at the tree and i'm like there's just a little sawdust there that's <laughs> it that's all that's left did you work that week were you on air i was not on okay air. but no, she was, I was doing hospitality for usga <laughs> right. i was coming around the clubhouse and i did i think three parties three nighttime parties and yeah so she, yeah. Loves, she I, loves yeah i love that, that part of it <laughs> i've you always were, loved that part of it did you get you were on air at one point or something they interviewed yeah, me okay. and they actually put a video together that had um 
Mr. Picard was in it. So it was kind of history of the Country Club of Charleston. And Let's talk about him for a second. Okay. Um, big history with Mr. Picard. Master champion. Member here. Correct? Is that? Correct. I mean, if you walk when you walk into Country Club of Charleston, the front door, you're going to see two displays. Mr. Picard's on the left and Bess on the right. You know? And then you've got Frank Ford Sr. that's yep. oh, yeah. kind of right down, right around the corner. Yeah. If, is that That's your World Golf Hall of Fame jacket down there, huh? That is. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Mr. So, Picard, was he was he kind of a – he wasn't the head professional here at any time, was he? But was he just figured a, a club I believe, professional? I believe way back when he was the head pro for a while. Now, I could be wrong about huh. that. But then he became a member, and he retired in Charleston, and and he retired early yep. because of his family. Uh, you know, to do what he did in his career, what he win like twenty five times. He was two Ryder Cups, two major championships. Yep. Yep. Um, he didn't play very long. Huh. That's he, true, as far as his career playing. It's amazing what he did in a short period of time in his career. But he retired here, and he would teach. They allowed him to teach out here. So people would fly in for how many ever days. And he, when he taught, he wasn't your typical range teacher. He liked to take you out on the golf course. Okay. So he'd have his all his people out on the golf course and giving them kind of playing lessons that's cool and so he was always around so when i was a kid even though i never took lessons from him he would always ask me questions about well like i'd i'd show up and he'd be like how do you hit the ball high and i'd be like because <laughs> he was an intimidating character sure. you know and he goes you take today and you try to figure that out well it took me till later on to figure out that was his way of motivating me because he knew I would go work on it and think about it so then at the end of the day and sometimes if I didn't think I had the right answer I'd try to hide from him but he'd always find that's me. funny and um, he he would find me and he'd be Larry what's your answer and I'd tell him and if I was right he would just say thank you and he'd walk away Man. and if I was wrong he would tell me the correct answer or what he thought was the correct answer you know, we, 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 we have a, an event here called the Four Picard Christmas Classic over at Wild Dunes. It's been yeah. going for years and years. And uh, when I first started with the association, I was brought in under the Junior Golf Association. And I remember I got to meet Mr. Picard one time. We've got a picture of it in our, in our hallway still of Mr. Ford and Mr. Picard sitting in these chairs and all these kids. And, and actually, Beth, it's pretty cool behind those kids. Now, if you go back and look at names, I think we've got three amateur champions, SCGA amateur champions in that picture. That? Yeah. But – that particular year, I think we were giving beanie caps out for for yeah. first tee. Yeah, and it turned out to be like seventy degrees or so in, in in December, and he wore that thing, and sweat was rolling down his face, but he would not take that hat off. He had his name on there, and he was not going to take it off. He it was loved, great. He loved it. It was great. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, he was a golf pro from Hershey, Pennsylvania, correct? For a long time. He was at Hershey Country Club. He was also at Canterbury. And he was at Seminole. Okay. Oh, wow. I didn't know he was at Seminole. Yeah. Man. Well, that's where he, the whole story about Ben Hogan, um, you know, Hogan, he and Hogan were friends. So, um, you know, Hogan was there and that, I don't know if that had to do with him being the pro there for a while at Seminole. Okay. But that's supposedly where he changed he changed Hogan's grip to help him. You know, Hogan had the hooks. Mm -hmm. That's new. That's the first Henry time I ever heard. Hard changed his grip, wow. and he said Hogan said it saved his career. Wow, incredible! Yeah, I've, I've never, never heard, heard that. Yeah, that's that's big stuff. Yeah, breaking news they, here. They have <laughs> quite the connection, those two. Wow. Well, let's. Do you have any her stats there? Oh, I got some things. I, again, I, I I don't have <laughs> enough paper to put it all there, but but let me go through real quick, Beth. Okay. Be, be patient okay. with me. Okay. Uh, you were. On the 76th national championship team at Furman University. That's correct. Um, a, a little interesting side note, if I can. You played for the men's team even for, for some coaching changes, and you ended up playing for the men's team for like the spring maybe? I did. Yep. For spring term my senior year, I played for the men's team. How'd that go? She destroyed them. No, I didn't. <laughs> it, it's a funny story because we won the national championship, and then um, Doc Meredith was our coach. And people that played back then, everybody knew Doc because Doc was a character. 
and um, they fired him from the women's team for drinking, hmm. but it, they let him coach the men's team still. <laughs> so I went into the athletic director and I said, "This makes no sense. If he's if he's okay for the men's team, why isn't he okay for the women's team?" And they said, "Well, because you know he had he." we found out that he was drinking and stuff and i said so what difference does that make whether he's got men with him or women with him and i said here we are we're a national championship team and you're going to give us a coach that knows nothing about golf right Van Driver. and um they said well that's that's how it is so i called my dad and i said dad i i really um i got a lot of schoolwork to do and stuff and i got a couple of amateur events and or I was playing the Moss Creek Pro event as an amateur and another event I said you know is it okay if I stand up for doc and I don't play spring term my senior year and my dad's like yeah I'm behind you so I went in I said I'm not playing they said you can't do that um we're going to take away part of your I had a partial scholarship or whatever and they and they did take it away and my dad my dad said I stand with you if you feel strongly about it i stand with you so so doc calls me up as soon as he finds out and he goes i could use you on the men's team do you want to play for the men's team and i said yeah i'll play for the men's team it might be good for me so i played i only played two events i played the um southern conference championship which i think was played at hampton yep yep hampton country club hampton country club and then I played the um, Wake Forest tournament, which was a big tournament. Were you the only female out there playing in these men's events? Oh, yeah, events? absolutely. That's I fantastic. Mean, uh, Did you feel out of place, or were you comfortable? No, I felt out of place. Okay. But it was like, you know, at this point I had won two U.S. women's amateurs, and, and <laughs> I actually fortunately hit the ball pretty long. So playing the blue tees, I was – because I played the same tees. Right. And my goal was to break 80 every round, and I did that. Good for you. I, so, and I had to hit a lot of fairway woods into, into greens and stuff, which, you know, in the women's game, college game, I didn't ever have to hit. Right. You know, I could hit every par five and two pretty much. And, right. And I had to rely a lot more on my short game. So it ended up being good for me. However, when I look back on it, maybe I wouldn't do it again because <laughs> – I mean, there's. I have some guys that walk up to me now and say, "You outdrove me on this hole, and my team never let me live it down." Yeah, you ruined their- I've run into like three guys that I was paired with. You outdrove me five years ago, last time we played together. So you're still <laughs> doing it. I don't know. I, I know. I hit a good one. Well, so so we got the national championships, so, and like I said, these are the highlights. So you won the U.S. Women's AM in '75 and '77. Correct. Uh, you won the Western AM in '78. Uh, Kurt, U.S. Curtis, team, Curtis Cup team in 76 and 78. Mm-hmm. You went pro in 79, mm-hmm. became Rookie of the Year. Uh, next year, just to follow that up, LPGA Player of the Year in 1980. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 1990, I think you, maybe you highlight, I'm, I'm speaking, LPGA Championship. I mean, that's, that, was a, that, was a, that was a big one. Yeah, 90 was, 90 was by far my best year on tour. I won nine times that year, yep. wow. including the LPJ Championship. And you see why I'm not listing all of her victories. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, we don't have that much time. <laughs> um, so from there, we had you also you played in eight Solheim Cups, and you're the captain in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you went into the South Carolina Golf Hall of Fame in 1995, and the LPGA and the World Golf Hall of Fame in 1999 but you asked him to pull back to 2000 because of well 2000 was my parents 50th wedding anniversary and it was tony's 50th birthday so i said it's a special year for the family so is it okay if i wait a a year and they said yes (laughs) she held them off i bet there's been nobody else do that no probably not (laughs) but it was kind of cool because i think the induction ceremony for world golf hall of fame was it was in it it might have been like november 19th or 20th it might have been on tony's birthday oh wow that's cool so, that's pretty cool um he so you know I, the family was down in saint augustine for that and it was fun yeah well you know i, I mentioned the the u.s women's am and and you being the only competitor up until recently to to do that how about our girl jensen castle that's that pretty was cool awesome 
I tell you what, she had to she had to fight for everything because she had a bad first round in qualifying, but then came back. So and then it seemed like every match she was down and then came back to win. So. Yeah, yeah. Don't ever get her down. Uh, apparently, she fights I, back. I, unfortunately, we not we had our amateur championship going on at the same time, so I didn't get to see a shot, and, and our our TV didn't work, so I couldn't see highlights. But uh, I've heard nothing but good things, and then and she just fought back and was down. I think during the first eighteen, um, she was through twenty six holes. I think she was two down. Oh wow! And then she came back in the last ten holes to she was two up going into the seventy first hole and lost it to a birdie and then she birdied the 72nd yeah. or not the 70 the 36th hole right. so the 35th hole she was two up going into that lost it to a birdie and then the 36th hole she she birdied well, she just birdied it like you know you're not coming back on me that's great but i saw that i saw her entire uh semi-final match which she was down the whole time she she got a little gift at the end. Yeah. But, what did you, you know, think you have to take advantage of that. What did you think about her giving all those putts? Well, it's I don't know if that was her strategy or she was just being nice, but it there are a lot of players that do that for strategy. Um, and we used to talk about that in Solheim Cups and match play. I mean, I played so much match play as an amateur, and they don't play nearly as much match play now. But um, if we had someone that was a little shaky on the putts, that we would tell, you know, like our team, the rest of the Solheim Cup team, if you play against this player, just give them. It's okay. Just give them putts. And then when it comes crucial, don't give it to them. And there's a psychology there that – because I know Morgan Pressel was commentating, and Morgan's one of the players that used to do that. Okay. She, she would she, give all these putts, and then when it came down to it, you had to make one. All of a sudden, you you're grinding because you, right? You know, the first thing your mind says is, "Oh my gosh, I haven't had to putt one of these all day. She's making me putt." <laughs> Why isn't she giving me this putt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Morgan was on your Solheim team, wasn't she? She was on my Solheim team, and I felt like that was an all-star team. And I know everyone's all-star. That team. That was but. a good. That was a really good team, and actually about halfway through the back nine on the final day in the singles it looked like we were going to lose yeah and then they all just turned it around yeah i remember asking you we did a podcast with beth a year or two ago and i said where do you get those american flag stickers is that a special order do you just go down to dollar general and pick them up so, <laughs> you, go to, you basically yeah. go to dollar yeah. general yeah. And yeah. Pick show them your up. colors like christina kim you know she was all oh decked out well, Julie Inkster kind of put a stop to that. She's like, it's too much. Okay. Yeah. And, it, and it was getting a little overboard with all of that stuff. It was, yeah. Yeah. Getting so, busy. Well, yeah. you've also, you've loaned your name to our Junior Player of the Year Award for, for, for our females. Mm-hmm. Um, how long has that been going on now? Do you, do you remember it's been? Well, that's over, it's, I know it's over 15 years, I all think. Right. So I'm not exactly sure how long it's been, it's but that's been that. longer than a tournament. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely longer than the tournament. Tournament's been 14 years. I want to say so. it was, it we're probably around 20, 21 years. So yeah, that. That, that's probably about right. And your and on your counterpart side with the with the boys is, is Jay Haas Jay over there Haas. doing his. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. We we can do that each year and, and yeah. have y'all involved, and we yeah. appreciate you doing that with and us. And Jay's Jay's such a good guy. Oh, he's great. Yeah, we just show up there and. He'll meet you up there at Thornblade, and you know, real quick. Yeah, he is a gentleman. He's no a doubt one. about it. Yeah. If you don't mind, and hopefully you shared it on the last podcast, and did you you said about your voice being raspy, yeah. And this story, and you sent me the picture. We'll have to, we'll use it again on I this podcast. You, the you did when I got home. Yeah, tell that yeah. story if you don't mind. Well, I was um, I was at home, and I I was working out one day, and in my workout room, this is my old house. I've moved since then. I had all these pictures on the wall and stuff golf pictures and stuff and um so i'm like i want to take that one down i want to put up another one and after i worked out i just said i'm going to put i'm going to take this one down i'm putting this one up so you know how the hooks they have the hooks and it has the nail goes through on the angle Mm -hmm. on the picture hooks so i put it between my lips like this 
and I held the picture up and I looked up and the nail slid through the hole and and lodged in my throat and um I'm showing him so that's right. I'm like I I'm like kind of gagging and so I'm like oh god I gotta go to, I'm gonna have to go to the hospital so I yeah. go to the hospital and this emergency room doctor says he's he puts me upside down and he sticks this thing down my throat he said I know I can get it out and I'm like I'm gagging well I I did a pro-am for 15 years or whatever for this hospital so the CEO comes down first thing after he laughs at me he he um he sees this happening and he looks at the nurse and he says to the nurse he says get this guy out of here <laughs> and he had the he took the doctor out of there and then he says to me he goes do you want you want me to get somebody to take it out and i'm like yeah i do i couldn't even talk i had to write yeah, on a you wrote the note wrote a not write a note and so i had to have surgery and they they had to bring a guy and i had to have surgery and after the surgery he, he says um I probably should have stitched it, but I didn't want you to have to go through having a stitch removed, so you're gonna have some scar tissue. So now I have a raspy voice because I have scar tissue. How long ago did this happen? Um, boy, I know it happened on July 3rd, <laughs> and it probably, so thank goodness it wasn't July 4th. I would have been in the emergency oh. room all night, probably. Um, it, um, I, I was still playing on tour. Okay. Right. So it had to have been prior. It was probably like 2005 or six, okay. something so it's been like that. 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. Now, do you now hire people to come hang your pictures for yeah. you? <laughs> well, I certainly don't do that. And it's funny, everybody in the hospital, all the nurses and the doctors are like, I do that all the time. You know, ever since you told me that story the first time, I don't do that. I now. don't think after yeah. seeing that X-ray, I'll ever do no. put anything in my mouth. I know. How about that thing? That was crazy. And it's angled in the in your throat like that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm actually lucky because you know there's a flap, and it one goes into your stomach and one goes into your lungs, mm. and it didn't go. If that had gone into my lungs, it would have been a lot of problem. But yeah. it, it just stuck there, and you know well it I, didn't it didn't feel too good thank no. you for sharing that that's that's kind of one of those stories you don't hear very <laughs> that's often. news to me that's the first silly, i've heard that kind yeah. of a silly thing though but it's uh, no, it it's, happened it's crazy are you able to play are you still playing a little bit now or you get i play for i play for fun okay good yeah i don't i don't really play that much didn't you just have a knee or a hip my dog i was playing with my dog in the yard and he ran full speed and he basically, I got a football clip. Oh. Um, so I've got a torn meniscus, and I've, and it actually fractured the tibia, the head of the tibia in two different places. Oh wow! Um, so the bone is healed, but the meniscus has not. And I'll, they'll make a determination when I go back to Florida, because the doctor's like, I can't do anything until the bone heals, and we'll make a determination as to whether I have to go in and. And clean up the meniscus which i it kind of feels like i'm gonna have to do wow i i the, i've been doing this position now for three years and my, my first duty is in 2018 in january i had to give them and, and do the our golf day or hall of fame annual meeting in front of 200 people whatever and everything was great and i get out the next morning and playing with my dog and he went underneath me kind of like you and i broke my right hand i said my god at least it's today and wasn't yesterday during yeah, this whole process exactly so i know these dogs the dogs we love them you love to hate them i do <laughs> there's one other story i want to want you to tell you know what i'm going you know what no, I'm i going. don't the day you got the call for the hall of fame and you were doing a clinic oh geez yeah yeah that's quite the story we can leave out the name again but just tell the story well, I was out. I was in Arizona because I was. I was obviously. I was still on tour, and I was doing a clinic, a free clinic for the PGA. It was the clinic was for the PGA of America, but it was at the TPC in Scottsdale, and so I'm doing this clinic with Mike McGettrick, who was he was my teacher at the time and the director of instruction at the TPC at the time. So um, we 
during the clinic and I told them I said when I start this clinic or no I, I didn't know I get my phone rings and I'm like Ty Votal's calling mm. uh, commissioner of the LPGA at the time and I'm like I better pick this up <laughs> so I kind of go off to the side and I pick it up and he tells me that uh, you know I'm in the Hall of Fame LPGA Hall of Fame so uh, Mike's kind of like what was that all about and so I told him so we told everybody at the clinic and everybody claps and you know I'm feeling really good about myself and the director of instruction said why don't you go down to the back of the range and you know get away from the public side and go back there because I know you want to practice and hit some balls so I go down there and Meg Mallon was doing the clinic as well so it was the two of us and so both of us go down there we put our balls down we put a alignment sticks down and everything and all of a sudden the the director of golf rides in over in his cart and he says I got a I got a PGA professional over here and he says that you're in his office and a, you a tour technically, pro yeah he was a tour pro technically you're not supposed to be here wow and um, so we're like well the director of instruction told us to come here and he said well he was wrong and so he goes, I'll help you pick up your golf balls. And I'm like, I'm not, don't help me pick up my golf balls. I'll get them on my own. And so we pick up our golf balls and we get in the cart. And I said, I am riding right past this PGA Tour Pro. And I'm going to look him in the eye and I want to see who it is because I didn't recognize him. And so I go down there and I see his bag and I see who it is. And I just kind of slowed the cart down and just kind of stared at him (laughs) and then took off. And I said, I have three PGA Tour medals because I won the mixed team championship three times, and he has zero. (laughs) She had three more wins on tour than he did. I did. I had three more wins on tour than he did. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope you gave it to him. But he was able to kick me off. And technically, and and I'll tell you another story about uh, TPC because they, they're all owned by the PGA Tour. Right. So early on when I had first turned pro, Vinnie Giles was my agent. He was a great amateur player. Mm-hmm. And um, so Vinnie was coming down to Florida and he goes, we're going to play the TPC in Florida and um, come down and join us. So I come down. They charged me full greens fees and card and they charged him as an agent zero. Are you kidding me? And he called the commissioner at the time, and the commissioner said, "This is a this is a PGA Tour owned property, and she has nothing to do with the PGA Tour." Wow! And and even Ty Votaw called, um, man, Fincham at the time, and Fincham said the same thing. Is that the last time you paid? No him? apology or anything. Just you know, but meanwhile. As I was practicing on the public side, which was fine, I got to practice, um, a young pro showed up with his girlfriend, and she could go back there because she was his girlfriend. Oh, my god! But as an LPGA touring pro, I couldn't practice back there. How long ago was that? Um, well, Ho- that was 99. Okay, hopefully times have changed yeah. for the better. You know, equality, but... I wouldn't say it's a whole lot. That's a whole nother can of worms. That's a whole nother yeah. podcast, Alan. Yeah. And I'm not prepared for yeah. it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that the last time you paid a greens fee? Back then? Just, no, I just paid a greens fee in Michigan, um, but I got a discount because I was an LPGA member. Good. Good. I got a discount. You still yeah. carry an LPGA card with you? I do. Can yeah. I see it? Whoop it out. You got it? I don't have it oh, with okay. me. Okay. Yeah, I don't have it with me. I hear you. Might, yeah. I might make a copy of it, put my pick, you know, get me a LPGA card. Yeah, they gave, get, me, oh. they gave me a discount because I. That was sweet of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that was last September, and I think the discount was $75. Wow. I paid 75 to play. Incredible. I played a cool golf course, though. In you, Michigan? Yeah. You split your time between Michigan and Florida, basically, correct? I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan during the summer? Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. It's yeah, hot. that's where I am this time of year. Nice. Yeah, it's it's 
no humidity. And oh, boy. Don't, don't tell me right, right Plus now. Plus, they have some great <laughs> golf courses up there. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. The humidity this morning here was it ridiculous. It was horrible. Yes. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm not used to it. I'm a wimp now. <laughs> right? Me too. Me too. <laughs> my, my wife is from upstate New York, and, oh. and, and now that she's here, she's not used to the cold anymore. She gets so cold so quick yeah. she's, because we're out here doing yeah. this all the time yeah. and the heat and the humidity. So, Quick um, time out. What's it got, Joe? Do you have a radio still? Yeah. Do you need it? Are they all in? Uh, I turned it off. Turn okay. record today. All right. What did you shoot? 62. Hudson Swafford. Hudson Swafford's daily record in 2009. Who, who shot that? Nick Gross. Okay. He's, y'all are done playing golf already? 2024? I'm not used to being done until like 8 at night. Yeah. No, it's like, cause that's <laughs> the nice thing about having a 90-player uh, no, player huh? field. Nine right. O'clock start. 9 o'clock start. This is hey, vacation. Joe, this ain't hey, working. Joe, what's the name of the um, the kid from the country club that got in for the kid with vertigo? Matthew T. Garden. Yeah. It, it was T. Garden. Yeah. Did, did he break 80? I don't think he did. He was like plus nine or something last I saw. Let's talk about Hart Brown real quick. Thank you. How Hart was, Brown? Yeah. Buddy yeah. of yours? Friend of yours? Yeah. I mean, Hart and I used to play a lot of golf when I was first on tour and an amateur. Because, you know, Hart was always around this area yeah. as a pro. And then he took over, um, oh, it wasn't after Derek, but he, he took over as the head pro here at the country club. And So you knew him before he was here then? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I knew. I mean, Hart and I used to go out and play golf. I mean, Hart hit it a long way. Right. He was a good player. He just got to where he didn't want to play anymore. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. He's a I good dude. I kind of appreciate it, too. He's fun to work with. He's a fun guy. Hart and I have always gotten along really, really well. Yeah. I like him a lot. I have a lot of respect for him. And, you know, I think the country club Charleston's going to miss him. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about it. Because yeah. for those of you who have heard, Hart, Hart announced his retirement at the end of this year. And after, uh, gosh, I don't know how many years he's been here, but he's um, he's put a lot of time and effort in. He's ready to go enjoy himself. I told him when he called me to tell me that he was going to retire. And I, you know, I think him getting COVID and yep. all that kind of stuff, I think he realized there's more to life and let's retire sooner rather than later. But, yeah. um, you know, I just told him, I said, very few golf pros can say that they were the head pro at one club, yep. basically. Yeah. And they right. just. And you Can't don't see do it. You don't see it anymore. Uh, it's a different mm -hmm. kind of generation of pros coming through now. But I think good for Hart. He and Leanne can go out and enjoy themselves. I know Leanne's still playing a lot of golf. She and was playing a lot I of asked him. I said, Hart, are you going to caddy for Leanne now? He goes, That'd No. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> and, I, and he was telling me the story about putting and and giving her suggestions. And I figured this was 20 years ago. I said, When did this happen? It was like a month or two ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It didn't go over too well. No. Yeah, I don't think he should catch I mean, for. she's a Hall of Famer, you know. She, right. she, she is a Hall she, of Famer. She is on our board now, by the way. She's our, she's good? the first female we've ever had on our board. So she she took came on two years ago and been very, very happy to have her on See, with us. See, you talk about, you know, women having a tough go of it. Yep. She's the first female. Yep. No. It's 2020. No. Yeah, for the SCGA. Yep. For oh, now, the board of directors. I thought you were talking about the Hall of Fame. No, no, no board no. of directors. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're not going to talk about that. I thought. So you guys are you guys are getting up with the time. We're yeah. trying. Yeah. We're yeah. trying. Yeah. Had to bring in some young people to make it happen. But we're trying to get there. So yeah. yes, you've seen a lot of changes around the country club. I mean, you've been here for a long time. Golf course, clubhouse is beautiful. Clubhouse. Yeah. It's just what an asset over the last few years. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's uh, you've seen a lot of things come and go. I've seen a lot of things come and go, and, um, you know, the, I think the only thing I miss that's not here anymore is, I, I, you know, when I was a kid, we had a bunch of caddies around. Yeah. So they had a good caddy program, and, you know, that's hard to do now, but I'd love to see the, the club get some of these young kids to caddy a little bit or something like that. I just, I think it's so good for them learning the etiquette and learning about the game but um yeah the the course is quite different from when i grew up and it really changed i mean hurricane hugo changed sure. a lot of things here i mean the hugo is the reason we have a new clubhouse i mean hugo destroyed the clubhouse um you know the the golf course had to be redesigned we lost a ton of trees in hugo 
I came in like two weeks after Hugo came through here, and it literally looked like a war zone. Yeah. I remember my father, when, when Hugo came through, and, and next thing you know, a day or two later, he's, he basically rode up the coast of the state and was visiting all the friends, and this was one of them. And, I mean, what he told me about it, I want to make you cry to hear everything. That was all, all the damage and trees that had been oh, gone. God. It but. was it was something else. And, you know, as a kid, we didn't have a driving range. So you took your own shag bag, and I used to hit um, – well, I'd hit down here by 18 to the left of the tee. It hit some balls there. And then number nine, there was an area there where you'd hit – you could go hit some balls. And um, – you know, we'd hit balls out of our own shag bag and go pick them up. I'm going to tell you what, I think that's one thing that we all make these kids start doing nowadays is shag bagging. Because if you got to go pick up your own golf balls, you're going to try to hit them close to each other, right? Exactly. It makes you concentrate <laughs> sure. a lot more. really does. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, you're right. You don't want to go running way over here uh-huh. to go pick up a golf ball. So it does make you concentrate more. That's funny. How about, I assume you're putting Simplot products in your yard now? with rob being a salesman <laughs> nephew rob nephew rob yeah he needs to send me some yeah, he does i've got some plot in my yard so they got good products that's great he seems like he's doing well and enjoying it and obviously what happened with his family with the wife that's yeah, so sad it's just you know i'm i'm staying with tony and and gwen his parents and we we're talking about it the other night it's just it's still hard to believe that yeah. you know Kara passed away so um but I think he's doing pretty good you know he's he's hanging in there as best he can and I think the kids are too um that's tough when you when you're you got kids that are that young and they lose their mother that's that's hard yeah and it's I know it's hard on Rob because they were I mean they dated since high school yeah yeah it's you know and then they all through college and everything and then they got married and she was a very successful vet yeah, out in, on, the area. in Mount Pleasant. Um, Tidewater is the name of her clinic. And I think Rob is still, you know, they, he still owns part of that yeah. clinic. Wow. But um, uh, they weren't, he wasn't around on Monday. He took he's the in kids Colorado. on vacation. Yeah. I tried to go to dinner with him the other night, and he, he said, enjoy it, but I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. He's, Rob's such a good guy. He's always been a good guy. Oh, yeah. And they, they have two really good kids. Yeah. I don't know the kids at all. I don't think I've ever met them. But I played I played with Rob at Secession not a year ago or so. It's, Rob manages to get in a little bit of golf. Yeah, he, he likes to play golf. <laughs> he no likes doubt. to play golf. Yeah, he does. He's a former past president of the Carolina Association. He here is. Yeah. He is. Former superintendent. So well, I worked with him. I got to know him when he was at Wood Creek. Is oh, one of my yeah. first time to get to mm-hmm. work with Rob, and then he came down this way and Sneef Arms, and then uh, what's the other one? The um, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, Rivertown. It, Rivertown, that's it. Yeah, Rivertown. Rivertown. He was out of Rivertown, and then that was his last. And then he, I think he's very happy in the job that he's in now. He does oh, have yeah. to travel a little bit. Yeah. He's got a, it's a get in the car and drive type of job yeah. but he can take a vacation which he couldn't do before i mean it's hard to take a vacation when you're a superintendent and having to keep things yeah. under control yeah you can't do it and um you know and for a superintendent for for a, a guy to come in that's a fertilizer guy that really knows what they're talking yep. about that's an advantage for rob oh yeah no he can help a superintendent not just selling product but help give him the right product mm-hmm. think about that that state amateur that year not not trying to say anything negative about Wood Creek, okay? But Wood Creek at that point in time hadn't been in the best shape, right? And I remember, I remember going, Biff, what are you, what are you thinking? He goes, Well, I was counting on Rob Daniel being there, and Rob had just left. Rob had just left, and and we got oh, through it. Really? Yeah. You know what I remember about that state amateur? Four days, it never rained. We never had Probably one not. delay at that particular wow. state amateur, which is pretty good for That's us. Pretty good. Um, but my, yeah, my other memory. And it's not a great one. It was Ben Fogler stepping on his own ball and getting the penalty to not win the championship? Oh, that's right. That's true. Wow. In the rough, the rough was so thick. Yeah. The rules yeah. of golf. Wow. It's uh, you know your own Rowan Sullivan here won our junior championship uh, back in June, and I he, saw that. He yeah. he won it even with a two shot penalty for for loose impediments on the on the moving loose impediments on the fringe. Oh, really? He didn't know it. He was he was using his towel oh, to move geez, some sand yeah, on the green yeah. and hit the fringe, and yeah. he got it on. He he did it on number five. He got the penalty on number seven, I think, and then 
went on to to almost make a hole in one in the last hole to win. So it was pretty incredible. What I thought was cool is I was interviewing Rowan. We did a quick podcast after he won. And I said, how do you celebrate this? And Frank Ford told him, if you win that, I'll take you to a steak dinner. And so I asked him yesterday, I said, have you had that dinner yet? And they're doing it on the 12th somewhere here in Charleston. Oh, are they good? Nice. Yeah. Good for Frank. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It was pretty cool, Frank. Yeah. Well, Beth, let me tell you, y'all, y'all got so much history here at this club, and you've got so much history for everything you've accomplished out there on the LPGA. And uh, I can't tell you how much I, we appreciate you being a part of our Junior Golf Association, our Player of the Year, and, and being a part of this and making the trip down up down uh, this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying down to get this right. time. Usually I'm <laughs> right, coming right, up. Right. Usually I'm coming up. You're north. coming up for Christmas for the presentation usually, the yeah, Player I of do, the Year. I do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank so. you so much for taking some time today and being with us during your tournament. Yeah, no, no and problem at all. I, I take a lot of pride in this golf tournament. This you is, should. This is uh, pretty special for me. And thank you for being you and being a cool girl. You're just a cool girl. <laughs> well, just, thanks. Just no, no more picture hanging. How about no this? No more picture hanging. I was going – I can't remember. I asked – I put it on Twitter or, or Instagram or something. I was like, I need a good spot to eat in Daytona. Oh, yeah. And out of nowhere, Beth replies, here's a restaurant you need to go to. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. So. Well, because they're, they're not a ton of restaurants. Uh, no. Unless you want to go to some kind of chain. Red Lobster, yeah. 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 So, and it was, it's a pretty good restaurant. No, it was excellent. I'll be going back. Yeah. It's right off the right off the highway. It is LPGA right off, Boulevard. It's right off 595 on the LPJ Boulevard. What was the name You're of right. it? Do you remember the name of it? Something I with a stone or? Yeah. Is it stone? Stone Woodstone? Wood or Woodstone, maybe. Or I thought it was Stone Wood yeah. Grill. I think it, like I that. think that's it. Yeah. If you're in Daytona, check it out. But if you exit, if you exit LPJ Boulevard off of I-95 and you go east, it's on the left-hand side. Right. Like a, a block yeah, off it's the right interstate. There. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Beth Daniel, full of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. She got it all. She can do it all. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Beth. All right. Thank you.